This is the Coming Out Loved and Supported Podcast, the group for the LGBTQ plus community and family of LGBTQ plus wanting to learn more and do better. I am your host, Annie Henderson. I'm a certified professional life coach and also a member of the LGBTQ plus community. We are so glad you're here. Please like and subscribe. And if you know anyone that is needing support as they are going through their journey, please share because I honestly believe by doing so, we can save lives. Hello, this is Annie Henderson, your coming out coach on the Coming Out Loved and Supported podcast. Thanks for being here for episode 14 with Father Shannon T.L. Kearns. Father Shannon T.L. Kearns is a writer, speaker, and theologian. He's the co-founder of Queer Theology. He's also the founder of Uprising Theater Company. He graduated from Union Theological Seminary with a Master of Divinity and is an ordained priest in the Old Catholic Church. Father Shea is a sought-after speaker on queer theology, transgender issues, and the intersections of identity and faith. He's been published in G's Magazine, Lavender Magazine, Believe Out Loud, and the Huffington Post, and featured in The Advocate and The Star Tribune. He is a Lambda Literary Fellow for 2019 and was part of the Finnovation Fellowship in 2019-2020. Father, Father Shay or Father Shannon, which do you prefer? Either one is totally fine. All right. Well, Shay, I like the sound of Shay. It sounds pretty cool. <laughs> Father Shay, I'm so happy that you're here. Um, I know uh, our listeners are in for a treat. So thank, thank you, you so for much your time. for having me. Yes, yes. So can you start off by telling us a little bit about your journey? Sure. So the the kind of cliff notes version is that I grew up in a fundamentalist evangelical church um, on the East Coast uh, and was really, really active in my church all through elementary school, high school, and even into college. I went to a college that was affiliated with the church that I grew up in. So super conservative. Uh, You could get in trouble for dancing. So if that gives you an idea, it was very footloose, right? (laughs) Um, and so for me, I, I felt like a call to ministry pretty young, like even in junior high, but I was in a church um, that didn't ordain women. And at that time, everyone kind of assumed I was a woman. And so I, I grew up with this with this real kind of dichotomy of feeling like I wanted to be in the church, but I wasn't always sure how, how welcome I was. Um, so I started kind of coming to terms with my gender and sexuality in college, I didn't, I grew up in a place that I didn't really have language for Mm -hmm. sexuality. You know, we didn't really talk about gender ever other than like women do this and men do this. So I don't think that I knew trans people existed until (laughs) maybe I, until I was in my twenties. Right. Yeah. You're not alone. You're not alone there. Yeah. And I, I came up, you know, grew up when Ellen was coming out of the closet. So that's kind of my my pop culture touchstone, right? That happened when I was 16 or 17. And of course my church boycotted the show, right? So again, like living Mm. with this deep sense of of fear and lack of language. Um, And so had to do a a real deconstruction of the faith that I grew up in after college and coming out and and all of that to, to figure out what it meant to 
to hang on to faith and be out and and be whole and healthy. And so, again, there's a lot more in there, but that's kind of the cliff notes of the journey. <laughs> yes, yes. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that because I know um, we, I feel like we all know somebody that's going through a similar journey and, you know, whether we know it or not, <laughs> yeah. if we think we don't know it, there's, a, there's probably someone around us. Um, so it's good to, <clears throat> to have that knowledge and information. So uh, I was just telling you that I had actually uh, found you on TikTok. I love TikTok. That's how I um, am connecting with a lot of my clients is, is TikTok. And uh, I saw someone hold up this book, Queer's the Word, uh, the 40-day devotional for LGBTQ plus Christians. And what you know, I found out just with interacting with people that follow me on TikTok is a lot of people don't see how you can be both, right? They're still, they've been told and torn down and, and hurt by church. And um, I see the hashtag religious trauma, right? Um, To where they can't even, they didn't, they don't know that's an option. So to have, you know, great literature like this and great um, books that people can interact with and, and learn and continue to grow in their faith, even when maybe their family is telling them that that's not um, conducive. So thank you for this. Uh, my, my Facebook group is so excited <laughs> to dive into this. It's um, so excited. And of course, you know, there was someone in the group that, that couldn't afford it and someone, um, and I don't even know who it was, but someone, you know, offered to buy it for them and send it. It's very, uh, very affordable. So I definitely encourage everyone to get Queer's the Word, a 40-day devotional. So thank you for for making that. And you said people had been asking y'all for years, right? Yeah, for, for years, for a, a devotional that that they could dive into. Um, and we just didn't know what to recommend, right? Because so many of the devotionals out there were either written by folks that we knew were not LGBTQ affirming. Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm-hmm. and there wasn't any that kind of took, took this idea at its base that it's like absolutely okay to be LGBTQ plus. Uh, and that not only that, the, that our sexuality and gender identity can really enrich and enhance our faith. Um, and, and we wanted to create a resource for folks that, that wanted to dive in. So the, each, each day the, the book has um, a scripture passage that you can read, both a short one, if you're short on time, and a longer passage, a bit of a reflection about that passage from a queer or trans perspective, some journaling prompts, some action items so that you can immediately put your faith into action. It's been so fun to see the response of people online who are, who are reading it and engaging with it, and we're just really loving having it out in the world. Yes, yes, such a such a, a difference maker. So yes, uh, thank you from from everyone. <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> so, um, Father Shay, what would you say to someone that is gay and that's scared that they are going to hell? So I am um, part of the camp that doesn't believe that anyone is going to hell. Um, I don't believe that that hell, as we have typically understood it, is is an accurate depiction of um, of that theological doctrine. So mm-hmm. I, I believe in a hell that it's empty uh, and that will be empty. And I believe in the reconciliation of 
of all beings. Um, and I also know that this this fear of hell is like really real and and anxiety producing for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I, mm-hmm. I grew up very much fearing that I would end up in hell. And so one of the things that I, I often recommend for folks is is to really sit with who who and what you understand God to be um, and to and to really dive into to this idea of like if you believe that God is love, if you believe that that love is kind of the base of of God's interaction with humanity, um, then I think that we can rest in that, right? Like we can rest in this love um, and and that when we rest in the in love, we have to disregard fear because when we are doing theology or doing faith from a place of fear like it's impossible for us to to be whole and to be healthy and so we have to be able to to move past that fear um so i really encourage folks to to rest in the love of god for them um and not and not in spite of gender or sexuality but like that you were loved because of your gender and sexuality that like that is a gift to you from God, not something that you have to put up with or, um, or react against. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well said. Thank you. Um, you know what? And I forgot to ask this earlier. Can you explain old Catholic church? So I grew up Catholic, but it wasn't old Catholic. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So the old Catholic church is a progressive Catholic group. So it's not in communion with Rome. It broke off from the Roman Catholic church in the late 1700s. So it's been wow. around for a long time. This isn't it's not from the last decade. <laughs> exactly. Um, and there were all sorts of, of like super technical reasons why they broke off, which you can find if you search Wikipedia for the old Catholic church. We won't go into that, but the old Catholic church in the United States is, is fairly small, um, but it's really progressive. They ordain women, LGBTQ folks, people who are married, partnered and divorced. Uh, it's focused on new church start communities, really focused on justice. Um, and they've just been a lovely group to be a part of. Wow. Yeah. It definitely sounds like something that, that everyone should, should dig into. Um, because yeah, I remember I, I saw, cause I was like, he's, he's a priest. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, and so I thought that that's when I was like, I, I want him to come on and, and share, share his story because like, that's, that's beautiful. Like it should really be something that all churches do, <laughs> like Absolutely. allow LGBT and, and women and everybody. But, um, so that's really cool. I bet, I bet people will definitely look that up. Um, what are your thoughts on the phrase, love the sinner, hate the sin? Oh, I hate that phrase. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's so it's so inauthentic to me, right? Mm -hmm. Because A, it makes a bunch of assumptions, right? It assumes that sexuality, uh, queer sexuality and trans identity is a sin. And so that, that already is an assumption that I disagree with. Um, And then it goes on to that, to say that, you know, I can, I can love you without 
acknowledging the goodness of like a massive part of your life. And I just don't think that's possible. Like, I think that there are lots of things that we can disagree on, but I don't think the inherent worth and dignity of a person um, and their identity, right? Their identity is part of what makes them who they are. We can't, we can't disagree on that. Um, and we can't love someone without loving all of who they are. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Well said. Yeah. I feel like they hand that little line out (laughs) with Bibles nowadays. And if if there's something you don't like, just say this and it'll be okay. Um, Any advice for LGBTQ plus fearful of coming out of the closet? Like they feel like they're trapped and that nothing good can come. Yeah. So I I think that there are, there are, are different answers depending on where in life someone is, right? Like I think for young people who are living at home, who are dependent upon their parents for housing and for food and for shelter, um, and even for college students who are dependent upon their parents for for paying for their schooling. um, I want to say, first of all, that there is no shame in staying in the closet until you, you can afford to be out on your own. But until you can afford to care for yourself, um, that there, there is no shame in waiting until you're ready to do that. And so like, if you're a young person who's feeling really pressured to come out or who's feeling like you don't have a a safe, like financial or physical basis, like Mm -hmm. don't come out. Um, I think too, but if you are, if you are feeling like I, I have to come out, like I can't, even if it costs me something, I would say, you know, make sure that you've got a plan, Make sure that you have people who you can stay with, um, that you have a savings account, that that you kind of know if things go sideways, that you have a safe place to land. Mm-hmm. I think for adults who are who are financially secure, who um, who are on their own, this uh, this idea of coming out is is part of this is is figuring out how to face your fear about coming out and, and really coming to terms with, with what it might cost you. Um, I, I think to say that you should just come out without actually acknowledging the fact that there might be a very real cost to that is disingenuous and it's, it's unfair to, to place that on people. I know for me, I was really afraid of, of coming out, uh, especially as trans. Um, I was in seminary at the time when I realized that I was trans and I was really worried that a, that I would lose my family and B that no church would ever ordain me. And that was, those fears were really real. Yeah. And you were, you were in seminary with the old Catholic church or. I went to union theological seminary in New York, which is historically a Presbyterian seminary, but is now interdenominational. So I wasn't affiliated at that point with any denomination. I was Mm -hmm. kind of, I had left the evangelical church by that point, but I hadn't really landed anywhere. Um, I was like dabbling with the UCC, wasn't sure where, where I was going to fit. Um, and I, I was out at that point as gay, but not out as trans. And it was already hard enough to like grapple with being out as queer in the church and trying to figure out where I was going to fit my entire career had been in youth ministry and I was like, no one's going to hire a gay youth pastor. Right? Like that was what I was feeling at that time. Right, of course right. that turned out to not be true, but yes. Um, 
you know, and so, so I really had to come to terms with what might this cost me. And for me, it was when I got to the point that I was like, you know what, even if this does cost me everything, I have to do this for my own health, my own like mental well-being, my yeah. own physical well-being, and also my own spiritual well-being. It, I found that I couldn't encounter other people. I couldn't really encounter God without being able to be wholly who I was. And that meant acknowledging sexuality and gender identity. Um, and so I, I always, I'm a huge proponent of therapy for folks. Like if you're feeling um, a lot of anxiety around that, I, I recommend like finding a, a licensed therapist, um, not, not a, I, I say this with a lot of love, but like not a pastor who doesn't have a license in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> like don't go to your pastor expecting actual therapy and that they're not trained for that often unless they are. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. No, that's, that's, and you, I like how you addressed all the concerns because I know like, you know, there's a national coming out day where everyone throws it out there and, you know, you might, as a kid, you might get yourself into a situation where you're kicked out and that's, you know, not, not a good situation to put yourself in. So, you know, really, really knowing your options and, and knowing if you have a safe place to go is, is very important. And I, I know people that um, are young and older and they're, they're still in the closet and everyone's process is different. They might be out to people that you want to be out to and other people, they might not get like a formal announcement and that's totally okay. Not everyone, it doesn't have to look the same. So I'm glad that you said that. Yeah, and I think remembering too that coming out is a process, right? Like mm-hmm. I very much thought I was like, oh, I'm just gonna have to come out once and that'll be <laughs> it. And it's it's just not true, right? We come out not at all. <laughs> over and over and over again. Um, and even now, decades into my transition, there are still moments when I have to have a coming out conversation with people. And so that that doesn't ever go away. It gets a lot easier um, the more you do it, but to also remember that you can invite someone into your life um, and that that can be one coming out and that there can be an unfolding of that journey. Mm -hmm. That was beautifully said. Father Shay, I have this hilarious story where um, my partner and I were uh, back before COVID our Wednesday night, our church would have like, it's a, a Wednesday night meal before like Sunday school classes and, and groups and stuff. <clears throat> so Sam and I got our food and we sat at this table with um, a, some very sweet older ladies. <laughs> and I had left to go say hi to somebody. And then I came back and apparently one of them was trying to set Sam up with her son or grandson or something. <laughs> I was like, you should give them your number. Anyway, we just, we've never met them. So it's, but it's to a point now where we just have a good chuckle. <laughs> they definitely weren't meaning harm, but yeah, there's a, there's a constant coming out. Um, hmm. Okay. So here's, here's my last, um, question. Any advice for families that are struggling with maybe LGBT 
kids that have come out, or maybe it's a brother or sister, or maybe parents, um, due to religious beliefs. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of a, a tough love um, <laughs> kind of person when it comes to families, because I, I've seen a lot of harm done um, when kind of families' feelings and theology is prioritized over LGBT mm. kids and youth. Uh, and so I just, I want to say to families, like, it's your responsibility to do your work to figure out how to love your kid. Um, and if you can't do that, it's your responsibility to figure out how to get your kid around people who can love them. Yes. And that you really need to have someone other than your kid to process your emotions with so that your child, whether they're a, a teenager or an adult don't have to help you process your hard feelings um, because they have enough stuff happening. And so you need someone else to process with, whether that's a therapist, whether that's PFLAG, whether that's a friend or a support group um, and, and figure out how you can show up for your kid, even if you're unsure about your own theology, like work out your theology on your own time and show up in love uh, and with respect for your child um, and their journey. I, I hear a lot of parents say things like, you know, I'm, I'm grieving all of the hopes and dreams I had for my kid, or I'm grieving the grandkids, or I'm grieving whatever. And I think that that's really an unfair burden to put that grief onto your kid um, because really you're the one that created that future for your kid that they may have not had any say in. (laughs) And so like, if you, if you're grieving that, that's fine. Like you can have that grief process, but you need to have that away um, from your kid. And I think, you know, we, we know really realistically how much it matters to, to children and to teenagers in particular, to have their parents support that the rate of suicide goes up astronomically yes. when parents are not affirming. Um, and so, like, it, your kid's life literally depends on you figuring this out and figuring out how to how to deal with this well. Um, and I say that not to not to be scary or to put pressure, but to just highlight the very real stakes for for your child that you that you do this work right. Um, and I think now, especially with the internet and how, how not easy, but like how it's so, it is so much easier to get connected with support groups and with people. And especially, I mean, in COVID, everyone's online and on Zoom. So like <laughs> find a group, figure out how you can get plugged in um, so that you can do this work to support your kid. Yes. Yes. Uh, and I, and I'm glad you, I'm glad you said that because it, uh, one of my friends had, had shared the same thing. Like, you know, would they rather have them be who they are and be gay or would they rather have them, you know, not, you know, not living? Like it's, it's needing to make it that real. And, you know, you're, you might not be at that spot yet, but that's, that's the potential and realizing what your, what your part is. Your part is the parent <laughs> to show up and to love and to support. And like you said, do your, do your own work. Um, on my, 
on my previous podcast, uh, the Happy Mama Village, my during Pride Month, my co-host had interviewed me, and uh, I was I was kind of a, I was very very nervous <laughs> and didn't want to necessarily publish that, uh, but I did, and of course I'm like I choke up and I, I cry in it, and we posted it. And then a mom had reached out to a couple of moms had reached out to me and shared that, um, you know, their, their children, that's what they were going through. And it was, you know, I hearing my story and hearing and seeing me on the other side of it just kind of brought them hope. But, you know, one of them became my coaching client because, you know, she knew that she had to to process some of that. And then she was also going to need to talk to her parents, which is another generation up. So it's almost another coming out um, of their own. So that's just a lot. And the fact that she, you know, did exactly what you said, she reached out to get support and to have someone to talk to that wasn't in the middle of it, right? Didn't have, um, there was just kind of neutral. So like Father Shea said, reach out, find someone to talk to. Um, I'm here. There's many, many people, like you said, online. There's a group for everything in Facebook. <laughs> and um, I I don't know if they have to get the book to, I can cut this out if, if it's not okay, but your daily affirmations offer in the back. That's That's such a cool, cool idea. So getting an email every weekday with a quote and some journaling prompts. Um, so yes, don't forget to check this out um, and let me know what you think on the coming out loved and supported Facebook page. Uh, okay. So Father Shay, where can they find you? So they can find me at queertheology.com. Um, but you, so you can get those daily affirmations. It's totally free to sign up. We send those out every weekday. We also have a weekly podcast where we take a queer look at the week's lectionary text. There's like hundreds of articles. We do some courses, all sorts of stuff at queertheology.com. And you can also find me at shannontlkearns.com. That's my uh, personal website. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I'll, in case you didn't catch any of that, I'll put it in the notes so you can check it out. And um, what are you watching? Right now, well, I'm a writer, so I'm, I'm um, trying to learn about writing TV pilots. That's my new like project. Ooh. So I'm watching lots and lots of pilots, which is great because then you could just watch one and you don't have to worry about if you like it or not, or how many seasons it lasted or whatever. Um, so lots and lots of pilots right now. Uh, but my favorite, probably my favorite movie is the movie Saved, uh, which I know is a little bit older now, but I just love that film so much. It's such a fun. I have never, ever seen it. Oh, you have to. It's If you <laughs> grew up like in evangelical pop culture, it's the funniest thing. Ever. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> it's kind of a, it's one of those films where, someone like clearly understood evangelical culture and, and had a lot of compassion for it in a way that we don't always see. So it is, it is poking fun at it, but also with a lot of love and heart, which I really appreciated. Yeah. And also it has a, a really beautiful message of inclusion at the end, which um, was also heartening to see. Oh, well, good, 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 good. Well, 
Father Shay, thank you so, so much for being here. Um, I, I know a lot of people are going to go to your website and check you out and your story. And um, I'm excited to sign up for the affirmations myself. So appreciate what you're doing. Uh, keep showing up. I, I'm sure you'll keep showing up on my TikTok feed if you stay on there. <laughs> yeah, my um, pleasure. Thanks so much for, for having me and for this conversation. It's been really great. Yes, yes. Thank you. Okay, here is the quote for the day. Never forget what you are, for surely the world will not. Make it your strength, for then it can never be your weakness. Armor yourself in it, and it will never be used to hurt you. That's from George R.R. Martin from the Game of Thrones. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this amazing episode of Coming Out Loved and Supported podcast. Please share this with someone you love. If you haven't heard this today, I love you. And yes, you are enough in all the ways. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you are the kind of person that likes to help others, then please share this with friends and family. If it helped you, then it will probably help others. Also, if you're needing support and inspiration daily, then connect with me at Life Coach Annie on Facebook. I am so grateful for you taking the time to listen today. If you could do me a favor, please leave a positive review so that more people in the LGBTQ community can find meaningful content that motivates.